this is not what society wants. Society don't want walking, talking egomaniacs and infomercials. You know, they don't want to be treated like walking dollar signs and transactions. I guess one of the big things that I sort of see is that a lot of developers spend time, you know, building out the most perfect product, but then they don't actually spend a lot of time investing on the salespeople to actually get it sold. Hi there. Welcome to the Creating Australia podcast. My name is Jessica Reynolds, and I'm a private town planner and business owner based in Brisbane, Queensland. I'm passionate about engaging with the amazing people that make the property and development industry what it is today. In Creating Australia, I want to learn from experts in the industry and share their knowledge and wisdom with you. In each episode, we'll talk with different people and unpack their past experiences and innovative ideas for the future. Join me now for an episode of Creating Australia, where we dive into the industry exploring local stories, projects, businesses, people, ideas, and more. Welcome to the Creating Australia podcast. Today we have Sherry Storer. Sherry, welcome. Thank you for coming on. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Super pumped. Excellent. So what we have you here today to talk about is you. And I really want to understand, you know, about your career, your journey, because you have made some pretty epic changes. You've achieved some great results in the industry. So first of all, can you just tell us a little bit about what you do day to day? Who do you help? Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, I guess today what I do is I really see myself as a sales coach and a business coach. So I work with all kinds of businesses, whether they be service orientated, whether it be retail products, uh, but as long as there's a, a strong sales focus, which let's face it, is pretty much every business on the, on the whole planet. Um, but my jam and what I really specialize in is the real estate industry. So I work with a lot of agencies, particularly residential, um, in terms of you know building their businesses, um, obviously decreasing their cost and increasing their revenue. I also work with a lot of uh, project marketers and developers in terms of getting their product right, their mix right. And I guess what are the big things that I sort of see is that a lot of developers spend time, you know, building out the most perfect product, but then they don't actually spend a lot of time investing on the salespeople to actually get it sold. Um, because let's face it, that's where we make all, all the money. So yeah, so that's what I do. I work with uh, high performing agents and agencies all around the country. I work with uh, companies such as realestate.com, domain.com, rate my agent and a few other industry suppliers to help educate um, agents in terms of really leveling up, putting in systems and structures into their business, building celebrity profiles, and in general, kind of building their best lives, having a good time. So getting really good at the at, at what they do and harnessing their real estate career, but also having a life outside the industry, which is a trap we, t- we typically sort of fall into. Well, that's a very specific niche that you've fallen into. Well, I guess it's probably a bit more strategic than actually fallen into it. So you started your career in real estate. And then now you're doing this, like what, what happened between, you know, point A and point B, like how, why did you get into real estate? And then I guess we'll get into how did you go from real estate to then business coaching and mentoring and sales and, you know, getting people to live their best lives. Yeah, cool. Well, essentially I um, went to university, I studied PR and, and, you know, communication. So I was really into media studies and and production. And I've always been really interested in marketing. And I kind of worked out pretty quickly that I didn't really enjoy university and that I really love doing selling. And I think like a lot of people, when we're teenagers, we're still trying to work out what it is that we want to do. And I remember I was at school and I got pretty good marks. So I was doing things like physics and so forth, but I actually hated all that. What I like doing is I like talking to people. And so, you know, I decided to give it all up and move to Brisbane 
Brisbane and I worked in retail and I'd always worked in retail as a, as a kid sort of, um, you know, through my earlier years. Um, and so I basically just said, yep, let's do, let's do retail. And then I kind of realised, okay, the company that I was working for is a very well-known Queensland business called Wallace Bishop Jewelers. And that the company at that particular time was very much a family-owned business. And the people that were in super high-level management essentially kind of, you know, were there for very, very long term. So I sort of realised that somebody almost needed to pass on in order for me to kind of move up to that, that next ladder. You weren't helping so them? I was... No, definitely not. So, you know, I was really working in there in terms of taking underperforming stores and turning them into overperforming stores and, you know, helping their salespeople and training their salespeople. And so I realized pretty quickly that, you know, hey, listen, I was making great money for a 21-year-old, but I wanted to make more. I wanted a lot more. And so I was quite hungry and quite driven. And so I got into, you know, selling projects off the plan, which was very similar to walking into a jewellery store, right? Because at that time, we would have sales displays, people would walk in, they wouldn't necessarily know that they wanted to buy something until obviously we sold them on why it was so great. They had lots of equity in their homes. We got them to sign an EOI. And then before you know it, they're buying investment properties. So it was very much like, you know, project marketing is like retail real estate. So, you know, that kind of grew out. And then I, you know, from that point, obviously started to make some really great money. I really learned a lot of skill sets. I then decided that I wanted to build like a home that was already kind of completed. It wasn't off the plan. That was also a really new step for me because beforehand we'd just be signing pieces of paper. Uh, and selling this dream of what it was going to be. And so after that, I ended up starting up my own um, chain of agencies, which was quite a large business. So it was a residential business where we were on site selling off the plan in 10 different locations from Cairns all the way down to Byron Bay. Um, You know, had three residential offices um, built up and sold my own rent roll. I had a cleaning division, a PR division for actually all of these developments and launching them, um, which was kind of really cool. And so life was pretty great until the GFC kind of happened. And, you know, I was selling, you know, my company, we were selling in a lot of very coastal areas. And then all of a sudden, you know, these coastal properties stopped selling because nobody wanted a holiday home. And so, you know, eventually I was forced to put the company into administration when I had, you know, a number of developers that just didn't pay, you know, commissions and so forth. So essentially at that point, I had a really wonderful opportunity to decide how I wanted to move forward in my life uh, because, you know, before that I was really hamstrung to the business. And, you know, after initially having a bit of an identity crisis, sort of saying, okay, well, what am I going to do next? And who am I if I'm not Sherry Story, the high-flying real estate agent, right? Because that was very much who I'd attach my identity to. And, and so I worked out at this point in time, hey, listen, I really loved helping people and I love training people. And so I started business coaching at this point in time. Now, not a lot of people know that since 2008, I've been business coaching. Um, and then I, I got back on the tools and basically sort of started started selling and building up my name, my reputation. But it was at this point that I decided that I actually did want to be a a business coach and a sales coach specifically in the real estate industry. And this is kind of obviously back some time ago now. This is in in, uh, 2011. So you're right, there was some strategy behind it. And then got back on the tools, rebuilt my name, rebuilt my reputation. And then three years ago, I... um, I basically gave it all up for my side hustle, I suppose, which was a hard thing to do because I was obviously making a lot of money as an agent and I was working, you know, three, three and a half days a week. I had a lot of systems and structures into place. 
But I decided to do that because I felt that there was a number of narratives that were kind of happening in the real estate industry that was really uncomfortable for me. And I felt that, you know, this this tone was really uncomfortable for a lot of others as well, but no one was kind of doing anything to change it. And so whilst it was my plan to, to go out and do so, I ended up moving it forward a little bit earlier than probably what my initial timeline was. And, you know, some of those narratives were really around, you know, working 24-7 because, you know, agents are always sort of on call 24-7. Well, that was the narrative. And I just don't think that's a normal way to live any kind of life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like society has certainly been changing over that period of time. And I've certainly been a catalyst for trying to drive change internally in the residential real estate industry. I think if you're in commercial, I mean, you've got a pretty good year, Monday to Friday kind of thing. But residential, you know, we need to be there when other people are, are available. The second one was that we really, you know, didn't see a lot of women in our industry um, being celebrated for being powerhouses or for what they were really truly capable of. So, you know, I think it was really important to create those role models. And then I think the other narrative was that I just saw a lot of people talking about doing the same thing that they've always been doing for the last 20, 30 years. So I talk a lot about the fact that we're stuck in the 80s as real estate agents, and we need to be more modern with our approach. So, you know, doing things such as social media and and really, you know, creating lead capture pages and and so forth. So, you know, investing in training and educating our sales teams so that they can, you know, the time that they're putting into their work, they're really capitalising on that. So I mostly work with high-performing agents and agencies, most of which are writing anywhere, you know, around that sort of $2 million plus a year. My agencies are obviously significantly more than that. But, you know, most of the big guns that you see out there, you know, the number ones in in various different franchises, you know, I'm lucky enough to help them and, and to work with them on their journeys. Yeah, no, well, I wouldn't say that's luck. I'd say that it's well-deserved. Purely like that's been a 10 year journey by the sounds of it from 2011 to today to get to the point you're at. That's just that's an amazing story. And I think it's so great. But do you think that you would go have gone into this if 2008 hadn't have happened? I think my life probably would have been quite different full mm. stop. Um, you know, I was engaged to someone someone else. I'm now married to, a, to an awesome, beautiful man. But, you know, I'm really grateful now that that kind of, um, you know, that that finished up. I think, you know, I probably would have been living life very differently. I'm perhaps a little bit embarrassed of how I acted at that time because, you know, I would catch helicopters on weekends. Like that was a really common theme to go to a winery. I just spent money really frivolously, to be honest with you, and was a bit egotistical about the whole thing. So I think that come down whilst it was really hard at the time, and I wouldn't wish it on anybody, um, it actually was really wonderful because it then gave me an opportunity to design my life and the life that I I really wanted to live instead of the one that I thought I should be living um, and really getting back to what who I was, um, which is also, you know, a big journey in itself. We're getting quite uh, philosophical here. But <laughs> but that, that was a beautiful, beautiful opportunity in my life. I just think it would have looked completely different and I wouldn't change it for the world now. I'm grateful for the experience of it. I also think it's made me a much better business owner mm-hmm. um, because I've learned what to do but also what not to do and the repercussions and being able to find those little sort of symptoms and signs early on to say, okay, well, you know, we really should be taking a U-turn about here <laughs> or, you know, a slight directional sort of shift. So I think that's that's been a really uh, beautiful blessing as well. And you've just really touched on something there about, you know, catching the helicopters and the ego. And I think that that's something, I guess, that is still very much uh, perceived of real estate agents. You see the fancy cars, you see, 
you know, <laughs> the money, the watches, the cars, the girls. And I feel like that's still got a huge presence in the real estate industry. And obviously you're very much into your branding. Um, that's just, you know, you see it all over social media. As you said, it's how you build business these days through socials and branding is, you know, do you encourage your agents to, you know, splash that sort of wealthy lifestyle or does that sort of suit certain agents and not others? Um, you know, where is that going? Do people still respond to agents showing extreme wealth? Yeah, I think it's really interesting because I think there is a, there still is that narrative in the industry. However, I don't think it's anywhere near as, as large as what it used to be. And again, this is part of the reason why I decided to really make some changes, right? Because this is not what society wants. Society don't want walking, talking, egomaniacs and infomercials. You know, they don't want to be treated like walking dollar signs and transactions. They really want to have a relationship with the people that they're doing business with, you know, and real estate's no different to that. So I think that was really important. The unfortunate thing is that, and I do feel it's a small percentage now, like I feel like once upon a time, that was probably around 90%. I feel like maybe now it's around 30%, maybe 40%. The problem is that the media really perpetuates that notion. Mm -hmm. There are some agencies that do have some of those kind of people and, and use them as a great sort of recruitment tool. But most of the businesses that I work with, and most of the agents that that I work with, you know, are very, very different. They're very community orientated. They've got a very humble nature and a very humble spirit. You know, like I've got an agency that I work with in Melbourne where for every, it's called Shelter actually, big shout out. Um, and for every three properties that they sell, they actually build, you know, a home for the homeless over in, in Cambodia. So these are the kind of businesses that I work with, um, you know, that are really about giving back and want to embrace charity, want to embrace community. It's just that these people haven't been as good about promoting themselves and getting that message out there. Mm -hmm. I also feel the media don't want to get on to that message either because it's not as, it's, it's, you know, it's really easy to hate on a particular group, but that's not as exciting um, and so forth. So, you know, we've seen a number of articles, even here in Brisbane, there was a terrible one. You probably read it earlier this, this year. And, you know, again, I reached out to the courier and say, hey, how about we promote some of these people that are doing this good for our community? No response. And I have a relationship with them, right? So yeah. I think that's kind of really, really normal. So my personal viewpoint, and maybe this is because of the tone of voice that I have, that this is the kind of people that I attract, but that is what I see in this industry all day, every day. You know, I look at the REI NSW who are trying to really make the real estate profession, a uh, real estate industry, a profession and to be accredited as such and that there needs to be constant and consistent learning in the industry. So I do think that there is a number of us making voices, but the mini doesn't love to pick up on it. So, you know, my job is to really show agents, you know, how to build their profile because essentially they can then create, you know, and build a digital kind of attraction business where business is coming into us instead of us having to go out there yeah. and try and, try and get it. And so part of that way is, yes, with branding and to obviously, you know, leverage that through social media, which is a great sort of marketing tool and, and channel. And it's essentially a second database, right, to our, our CRMs. Yeah, no, that's beautiful. And that's, um, yeah, it's really good to get your opinion on that and industry insight. So you created a very successful event called Women in Real Estate Business Breakfast. And I believe she started in 2018? Two, uh, 2017. 2017. And you had sold out events in Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, and I believe Adelaide as well. 
why were these events so popular? Like it just like it came out of nowhere. It was so popular. You're selling out. I've been to one of your um, events as well. Um, it was it was amazing. Like you just you went above and beyond. It was just such a great experience. Like how did you come about creating this? Is this just oh. you? Is this just what you do? <laughs> Yeah, the, the short answer on that is yes. And secondly, can I say, oh, thanks. Um, so, yeah, so I think it is about these personalised touches that really make people feel special. And number one, when people go to events, like I'm sure when, when you came along, you sat down at, at your, you know, table. And I'm not about the freebie goodie bag because it's all got stuff that we're not going to use. But we want to have that Instagramable moment. So when you sat down, there was that real moment, you know, um, where I have uh, special icons that that I've, you know, had designed and created and that I, I constantly use. So really embracing those cool quote tiles. So, you know, everyone was taking photos of these and, and literally posting them all over their social media, which is in turn building my business and my brand, which is really great. But look, um, the reason why I started the breakfast series is a bit what I mentioned earlier. I just felt that we have these amazing powerhouse women in our industry. And at the time in 2017, you know, we really weren't seeing at conferences like ARIC and so forth, which I was lucky enough to, to speak at in 2016. But, you know, typically whenever we heard people speak on the stage, women speak on the stage, it was all about work-life balance and how to balance it with their families. And I was like, no, these women are actually achieving amazing, remarkable things. They're getting unbelievable results. You know, they're CEOs, they're COOs. It's just that they get in and they they do the work and not so much about their profiling. So I wanted to create more role models in the industry. That was a really important sort of aspect for me. Um, and I wanted it to be more about that particular narrative that was really shining through because I don't think people necessarily understood that or they thought that women working in our industry were property managers, that they weren't like professionals like you, like me. So that was that was really important. So, you know, so initially when I started the series, Domain, um, I remember just having this conversation with Domain and um, with the, the marketing manager there. And she said, well, what are you going to do about it, Sherry? I said, I don't know. She goes, well, here's some money. Go put put something on. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then uh, the next year, and I had a call from realestate.com as soon as I launched it. Um, and the first one was in Brisbane where, where I live. And um, Blackbird have always been an amazing sponsor. And, you know, you've been along to there at such a beautiful venue. And that first year when I launched it, then I had a call from REA saying, Sherry, like, are we out of favour? You know, um, why did you not approach us for this? And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. So anyway, so they were my sponsor in the next two years. And so, you know, what was really important is that we really grew, you know, as society was changing and as, you know, the interest was was moving. Because I think now this narrative is very different to what it was five years ago. But, you know, the last, uh, you know, season uh, that I did prior to COVID, which you were, um, came along to, thanks, Jess, was, you know, really important. We did a... Um, you know, we, we kind of had a debate and I had men and women on the stage. And I think it's really important to have both, you know, sexes in the room because essentially we're not going to create any change unless we actually have all the right people in the room and all the wrong people in the room. And I should also mention that I fired two people off the series because we had 32 speakers, you know, very, very high profile speakers from all around, you know, the industry uh, for this. But I actually fired two of them um, for being divas who were all about themselves and not giving back uh, to, <laughs> to the community, one of which is actually on a television show that may have just launched last week. Uh, so, so is this going to go wide? I don't know. Maybe I've just told a really big secret. But uh, hey, Look, I'm sure it's no secret. One person knows. I'm sure there's others. <laughs> but 
but I think, you know, that was really important to, you know, to have the right people in the room to actually show everybody, hey, listen, there are male champions of change. There are female champions on change uh, um, for change. And that there also, you know, is good conversation. So even if you don't necessarily believe in it, sometimes it's because you just haven't heard a particular point of view or had some education in and around that. And, you know, we do have a lot of principles in our industry that are male. And so for them really understanding, okay, well, what can we do to further promote women into business ownership or business growth um, or high-level management, you know, sometimes just takes other people sort of explaining where they have been. So, yeah, so I think that was that was really great. But, look, the events are fun. You would know this. There's a, there's a DJ there. You come on in and, you know, you have your photo taken against this really epically large, you know, media wall and uh, it's always a, a really good good time. No, it's definitely one of the top events, you know, I've been to industry-wide. You've, you've made something that is educational, um, uplifting, motivating, and fun. And that's definitely yeah. something to be proud of. Like, it's it's huge. Uh, obviously, COVID um, has hit a lot of events hard in the past, you know, mm. what has it been, 14 months, 16 months? I don't even know. I don't track it anymore. But <laughs> what has that been like for you? Was that just devastating or has it just been, you know, have you been trying to get the events happening I think, you know, there's no point trying to force something. And one of the biggest lessons that I learned way back when in, in 2007 with the GFC or 2008 was that you can't control what you can't control. And so you just have to need to, to let it grow and, and be and embrace it when, it when things come back around. I mean, I would love to be doing events right now. I um I also run you know a master a mastermind series where I have you know high profile agents flying from all around the country. We do it at the Carlisle Hotel in Brisbane, so very glamorous. Mm, nice. And you know we have these rock star keynote speakers that come in. So you know so far this series we've had you know Lorna Clarkson. Um, next up we've got Dr. Phil Jauncey. We've got Noel Whitaker, um, Nathan Sharp. You know who is captain of of the Wallabies. We've had a, a former Paralympian um, and his his wife. So we've had these really amazing people. Susanna George, I should mention, uh, CEO and founder of the Urban List, talking about content creation and, and building your, your you know, digital attraction business. But, you know, that was really hard to kind of to do. And initially when I launched that, I said, okay, well, only, you know, people in Southeast Queensland can attend because, you know, I want this to be a face-to-face kind of series. And of course, what's ended up happening is that I have had people who have said, no, we're going to take the risk. We're going to commit to it. And, you know, if we can't get there, we, we, we can't get there. So we have postponed a, a couple of different uh, events. But, you know, it is kind of frustrating. There's a lot of different events that I would love to be doing right now, um, such as the Women in Real Estate Breakfast Series. I would love to be doing, um, you know, I've got a retreat that I, I, I want to do, which is all about, you know, getting experts from outside of our industry coming in and showing us about their businesses yeah, instead of that. just getting the same kind of, yeah, narratives. So I think that's really important, you know. So there's a number of different things that I'm wanting to do, even how to build your business, how to build teams within businesses, which is a big part of what I do actually, helping, you know, um, a solo agent really become a, a team which helps them, you know, write more revenue, uh, create more dollars, do more transactions. Because some of my agents are doing, you know, I've got one in Toowoomba, for example, I was just talking to her on Friday. She's already sold 150 properties so far this calendar year. So it's like, you can't do that on your own. You need to have a have a team. So I'm really keen to kind of get this narrative out 
and um, I can't do that because we can't do conferences. And I think online, I, I feel everyone's got a bit of exhaustion about it at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, look, I'm just going to be patient with it. I'm just going to roll with the punches and just wait to see what kind of happens. And um, in the meantime, you know, I'm doing a lot more online. So, you know, I've got a lot of products online, such as my agent toolkits, which have letter packs and manuals, and I'm launching an online sales school in December. So we've kind wow. of, you know, trying to do, well, it's more like a university with different courses. Do you see? Um, so I oh, totally, and I think, you know, I'm all about having the balance too. So I've just got back from Noosa, which is awesome. I'm in Agnes Waters next week for um for seven days, but I try my best to work you know, I, I say two weeks out of four, but at the moment it's probably like three weeks out of four. I think it's really important to have that balance in life. Yeah, no, that's absolutely great. And I guess that leads into my last question. What is success to Sherry? Oh, okay. Well, I do like the idea of not working 24-7, as I mentioned. <laughs> but I think doing things that really fulfill you. And I think success and, and you know, it looks different to different people at different times in your life. If you ask me that question in, in my 20s, the answer would be very different to my 30s, very different to my to my 40s, which I am now. So, you know, for me, really, you know, I just want to build a life that I feel is my own, a life that is right for me. And, you know, I really enjoy dressing up and getting in a suit and talking business, but I also really enjoy walking along the beach barefoot. Um, so I think you know, having a combination of both of those balances in life is is really important. I think helping others gives me the feels um, and it's really enjoy, enjoyable to see, you know, you put forward to a company um, and change that business's owner's sort of life because let's face it, a lot of business owners, you know, they're paying everyone else first and they're getting paid last. So once you sort of start to change the revenue that's coming in and the profitability of a business, like life's really, really different. Um, and that's really exciting when you see people kind of get to those levels where you double and triple their, their income and their profitability. That's kind of the stuff that I really enjoy because it makes me feel, feel really happy that I've impacted them in such a positive way. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I guess that's kind of my version of, of my best life and success, what it means to me today. No, that's great. It sounds like you've you do know what success is to you and obviously it makes it a whole lot easier to achieve and I 100% believe you're probably already there and you're just living your ongoing successful life. So Sherry, if people want to contact <laughs> yeah, trying. We're we're all trying, but you've definitely seemed very successful to me. I'm like always oh. been very impressed by the things that you've done. And you Thanks. seem like a very well-rounded, down-to-earth person who also gets shit done. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Uh, so if people want to contact you, what's the best way? Look, you can look on my website, sherrystora.com, or obviously follow me on social media. All my handles are at sherrystora, which is spelled S-H-E-R-R-I-E-S-T-O-R-O-R. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for joining me on today's episode of Creating Australia. Don't forget to subscribe and join us on our socials to keep updated on our latest content. On Creating Australia, I love talking about everything to do with people, property and development. So if you have something you'd like me to explore, let me know by searching Creating Australia on Instagram or searching Jessica Reynolds on LinkedIn. LinkedIn.